What is up to all my Uptempo Podcast listeners, and I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight we are here. It is Saturday night at 9.45 p.m., and we are here to talk about some SEC basketball, some Auburn baseball, and uh, a quick shout-out to the Auburn softball team. Uh, they fell today to the UCLA Bruins, the number three UCLA Bruins, nine to nothing. It's a tough day. Couldn't get anything going offensively. Uh, just uh, UCLA come out stroking the softball, and uh, you know some days uh, that's how it goes, man. And and uh, it was a reality check, and uh, gonna have to regroup and, and get back on track. But uh, really proud of the girls, man. That they uh, they they beat Wisconsin nine to three yesterday. Then turned around later that afternoon and beat number nine Texas six to two. So, you know, a, a lot of good things in this early season for Auburn softball with the twenty fifth ranked team in the country. They should move up. Uh, don't don't be discouraged by this UCLA loss. Uh, they're they're really young. A lot of freshmen and sophomores in the lineup, but really talented. Uh, today they just had a minor setback. So a uh, huge shout-out to them. Ladies, keep keep going. Uh, keep playing really, really hard. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of injuries. And, and once they get uh, once they get that taken care of and, and everybody back at full strength, Auburn should, uh, Auburn should make a nice little run this year in softball. So uh, kudos to those girls and uh, really proud of them for uh, – Finally, finally getting back on track with Auburn softball and, and getting back to the, the winning ways. So uh, really, really proud of them and, and wanted to give that little quick shout-out. But we're going to move on to some SEC basketball, and we're going to talk first Kentucky and Alabama. Um, you know, as an Auburn fan, you were really hoping Alabama could pull through. I know uh, I have a lot of Auburn fans who listen to this podcast, and, you know, the tight SEC race coming into the day, we were, I mean, some Auburn fans were, of course, pulling against Alabama, but myself, you know, looking at the bigger picture, we were really rooting for Alabama and, and pulling hard for Nate Oates and the boys. And, and uh, man, what a first half they had. Uh, Keon Ellis come out and was absolutely on fire. He couldn't miss. And uh, he had 28 points, just – was throwing it into an ocean in the first half. He couldn't miss. Uh, and, and then, you know, I, I saw Clint Lamb over there for Bama at the on-three site, and he put out a, a stat like Alabama was like 9 of 16 from three in the first half before the uh, – I think it was Darius Miles got teed up or it was a flagrant or something along those lines. And uh, after that, they were like 0 for 6, 0 for 7 – something along those lines, and just went ice cold, man. Um, you know, like I said the other night, Quinterly, you know, when he, when he has games like he did against Mississippi State, this Alabama team is ridiculously hard to beat. He just didn't have it today, and he, he only contributed with six points. Shackelford bounced back, you know, once again, same old guy. Been that guy all season with 18 Noah Gurley dumping in 12, and, I mean, after that, that was pretty much all Alabama's production, for real. I mean, guys, I've said it a million times about Alabama. I just think J.D. Davidson has to pick up his play. 
If this Alabama team wants to be successful, I think he is the guy that has to get going. Uh, I mean, Betty Ako, Betty Ako, uh, he was, you know, couldn't get it going on the offensive end after after a great game against Mississippi State the other night. The, is, Alabama's just the most wishy-washy team in college basketball this year. You never know what Alabama you're going to get. They shot 43s tonight. They shot 43s. Kentucky shot 14. Kentucky was like 9 of 14 from three. Um, and, and you know, talking about that, Kellen Grady, man, you know, the transfer from Davidson, and he was looking like Steph Curry out there, uh, especially, you know, in the second half. I mean, he had seven threes, gave Kentucky 25 points. Uh, Oscar Shibway, 21 points, 14 rebounds. That dude – Probably going to win player of the year in college basketball. Just an absolute force to be reckoned with down low for Kentucky. Hey, and Kentucky did this with no Ty Ty Washington or Severe Wheeler. You know, and and that and that's a big thing with Auburn fans, man. We were looking at that. And we were like, hey, Alabama's got a great opportunity to go in here and, and really, you know, take down Kentucky and get another impressive win on Alabama's resume. And – Right before the first half, Alabama, like Clint posted on Twitter, Alabama went ice cold, ice cold. Um, you know, Wildcats were down 46 to 34 with three and a half minutes left, and I believe they went on a 13-0 run. Yeah, they did. Matter of fact, they closed out with 13 straight points, went on a 13-0 run, took a 47-46 lead and a half. Man, it just – it fell apart after after uh, after you know the the, the miles situation and and um, I believe it was a flagrant. I believe it was a flagrant. It got it, it got called a flagrant. I know they went to review. Um, it's, it's slipping my mind right now. But um, Alabama went ice cold in that first half, and and then they come out the second half, man. And uh, Bama was down 50, uh, 54 to forty eight, and they went on a nice little eight zero run. Uh, went up 56 to 54. And then right here, Kentucky, in my opinion, took control of the basketball game, won the basketball game. Uh, Cause over the next five minutes, they went on a 20 to two run. And that's honestly where uh, Kellen Grady started looking like Steph Curry. Um, everything was falling for him. And, and they took a 74 to 58 lead. And then, look, Alabama was trying to, to scratch and claw and get back in the game. Uh, they were down a, a good little bit, and uh, Shackelford and, and Ellis hit back-to-back threes. That brought it to a uh, – they were down 18, and that brought it to a 12-point game at 76-64. I think there was like seven minutes left around that time. So Alabama was trying to cut into it and get it back, and then uh, they got it to 80-73 to with J.D. Davidson. And as soon as they got it there, who you know, uh, Kellen Grady hits a big three and pushes it up to 83-73. to Then Shibway gets a bucket, 85 to 73, and Kentucky just never looked back. And um, man, right now, I tell you what, I know I've been pushing Auburn heavy on this podcast, and and I love Auburn. But we're going to talk a little bit about Auburn struggles uh, today and and these past couple games, man. It kind of feels like this past uh, like three four weeks, man. But getting back to Kentucky, I think right now Kentucky is the number one team in the country. 
I honestly believe that. They did this today with no Ty Ty Washington and no Severe Wheeler, like I said earlier. And they are having other people step up, like a Kellen Grady. Uh, Mintz, he stepped up today, uh, filling in, you know, for for no Ty Ty Washington and no Severe Wheeler. And Mintz playing really well, handling the ball. Topping, I think he had like 12 or 13 off the bench. So they're having guys, other guys contribute, and they're not having to rely just on an Oscar Shebway or a Ty Ty Washington. Um, the way Auburn is, in my opinion, right now, they're having to rely on two guys, uh, Jabari Smith and uh, Walker Kessler. That's that's how it's going right now. Honestly, let's be real. That that is how Auburn uh, Auburn and Bruce Pearl Bruce Pearl said it today after the game, after their game. We rely too much on Jabari Smith, and and I'll talk about that in just a second. But Kentucky gets a big win, uh, ninety to eighty one over Bama, and uh, they move a game closer to Auburn in the standings. Uh, Tennessee losing on the road to Arkansas, so that gives them four conference losses, I believe. Um, so big win by Kentucky, big big win by Kentucky, uh, and then and then you know. At one o'clock, Auburn tips off, and and look, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, it was an absolute abysmal first half for the Auburn Tigers, absolutely embarrassing. I think they started three of seventeen from the field. Um, it it was, man, they had nine turnovers in the first half. They had nine turnovers in the first half, just really, really sloppy, bad basketball once again to open up a game on the road for Auburn. And man, recapping it, you know, Florida gets the sixty-three to sixty-two victory. We're going to talk about the final possession here in a minute. Florida moving to seventeen and ten, a huge win for Florida's tournament chances. Absolutely huge. Um, Auburn dropping twenty-four and three, flirting with no longer being a one seed, in my opinion. I know I saw a couple of Auburn fans on Twitter saying that they were still. Uh, a lock for a number one seed. I do not think that they are a lock for a number one seed right now. I know that if they went out in the regular season, they're probably going to get a one seed, but I don't see this Auburn team winning out in the regular season. I really don't. I, I think they, I think they're probably going to lose to Tennessee at Tennessee. Just, just with this sloppy play, it, it always happens. They always dig themselves a hole in the first half on the road. And I, I'm, I'm just, I'm concerned. And, uh, you know, Walker Kessler, like I said earlier, they're relying on two people, Walker Kessler, five or six from the field, uh, one for one from three. I said uh, the other day in, in our recent episode that he's starting to really feel comfortable stepping away from the basket, shooting the basketball. And uh, he had 11 points. Jabari Smith, another just absolutely phenomenal game, seven of uh, 16 from the field, four or five from three. 28 points and 10 for 11 from the free throw line. Jabari just getting it done there. Katie Johnson chipped in with 12. I think he had like four or five turnovers. Got to clean that up. Six of six from the free throw strike. Absolutely love that from KD. Wendell Green Jr., man, is in a serious slump, y'all. I thought hitting that three the other night against Vandy would, would get him out of it. He was 0 for 5 from three. Two of ten from the field, had five points. Man, look, we got to have Wendell Green shooting the basketball at an elite level, 
And, um, man, that final possession, whew, I, I just – Mm. We'll get to it in a second. We'll get to it in a second. I, w- I want to finish going over the stats. Uh, Florida with Castleton, he was 7 of 13 from the field. He gave Auburn problems in their first matchup when they met in, uh, in Auburn Arena. Uh, he, had, he had 19 points. Appleby, man, what a game from Appleby. Uh, 7 of 15 from the field, 5 of 10 from three, had 26 points. Just absolutely went off in the second half. I think 20 of his 26 points were in the second half. Couldn't miss from from behind the three point strike in the second half. It was it was incredible. He had a big three out on the left wing, falling away from the basket late, and um, just dude couldn't miss in the second half. Um, Florida man, they, they shot thirty six percent. They were nineteen of fifty two, ten of twenty five from three. Auburn on the other hand shot forty percent. They were twenty of fifty, five of fourteen from three. Uh, 17 to 20 from the free throw stripe at 85%. Really pleased with that. Loved it. Um, one thing I do not love, and I've said it all season doing these recaps, that's 17 turnovers. 17 turnovers. And I said it the other night after the Vandy game. Well, I'm, you know, I'm not really concerned about it. It was towards the end of the game. They were just kind of getting sloppy with it. Man, Auburn, it feels like every game it's 17, 18, 19, 20 turnovers. Guys, I'm telling you, it's going to bite you in the ass come March when this team keeps turning the ball over 17 to 20 times a game. They have got to cut the turnovers down. Have to. And and half the time, it's it's just bad passes. I mean, I see balls flying into the second row, just, um, you know, just lazy passes. The guys jumping passing lanes and, and just – uh, Wendell Green getting caught in the air today. I know he didn't turn it over, uh, but he drove down the lane and realized there was nothing there. He jumped in the air and just, I mean, just threw it back towards uh, half court. It's just sloppy, sloppy, sloppy stuff, man. Um, and, and like I said, Appleby was six and nine in the second half and four six from three. And I mean, he shot Florida to a victory. Him and Castleton. I mean, that Castleton down low, his post moves are ridiculous. I mean, that dude's got serious game. Uh, he's given he's given uh, Cardwell and Kessler, you know, like I said earlier, he gave them trouble the first time they come to Auburn Arena. Um, and, you know, a big point in the game, Florida, they didn't score in the final four minutes of the first half. Auburn went on a little 7-0 run to close it out to cut the UF lead to 22-21. to And uh, – Man, like I said with Appleby, four or six from three in the second half. Florida hit seven threes in the second half. And uh, Auburn come out in the second half, and Jabari Smith got going. I tweeted, you know, look for a Jabari Smith takeover in the second half. He comes out knocking down shots, just getting after it on the defensive end, getting fouled for a three, um, hitting hitting the free throws when he needed them. And – I think Auburn got up nine in the second half with like, I think there was like 14 minutes left or something, something along those lines. I'm not really sure. I can't remember. Um, and man, Appleby, it was, it was Appleby and Castleton just 
played lights out down the stretch, made more shots than Auburn did, and, and uh, you know, that's the tale of it. But, the, you know, I, I want to get to the final possession of the game. And, you know, Florida goes to inbound. Jabari, that they, they, they run to the – Florida runs to the corner. They lob it up, and Jabari goes up, tips it up, and, and Auburn gets the steal. And the ball goes out of bounds. Florida deflects it out of bounds. And uh, there's seven and a half seconds left. Jabari ends the ball. Jabari inbounds the ball. And um, and Wendell Green Jr. Look, I understand the play call. And, you know, you look at it on Twitter and that people are posting the screenshots of Kessler being open. Wendell couldn't get the pass off, okay? I know, you know, you take a screenshot right there, and it looks like Kessler was wide open. But let's be honest, if, if Wendell tries to to make that pass, it's a turnover. And he just got called in a tough spot. He wasn't going to take the shot like he did in at, at Arkansas. And, you know, kudos to Florida. Mike White, they drew up a perfect play. Um, you know, I think – Wendell was a little surprised that, especially Castleton stepping out on him. I think he was a little surprised by that, and uh, you know it just it it didn't work, and Auburn lost the basketball game. But my opinion, the problem with Auburn, and I've said it a thousand times on this podcast, my problem with Auburn is, first off, you're missing too many easy shots. Too many wide open shots, but I'm not really too terribly concerned about that right now. My big, my biggest concern is you don't get number ten the ball enough. All right, he took sixteen shots. What did I say the other night? He needs to be taking twenty shots, twenty one, twenty two shots. I want number ten with the ball in his hands, with the game on the line or the final shot coming up. All right, we inbound the ball. We set up a play, you get it in to 10, all right? He needs to have that ball to take the final shot. I don't care where he takes it from. As long I'm okay with losing as long as 10 takes the final shot. I don't care if he's at the elbow and, and does a, a, a fall-away fade and clanks it off the back of the rim. I couldn't care less. I'm okay with losing like that. Because I want your best player to have the ball in his hands when the game's on the line. If he kicks it there to somebody else and they take the final shot, I'm okay with that. I'll live with it. But watching 10 not get his hands on the basketball with the final play is absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just – I don't understand it at all. I really don't. And I love Bruce Pearl, and I think he is one hell of a basketball coach, and I've said it a thousand times on this podcast. But number 10 has got to have the basketball in his hands with under 10 seconds left for Auburn University. It's simple as that. It is as simple as that. I don't care if he shoots one from half court. I'm okay with losing like that as long as number 10 has got the ball in his hands. Auburn doesn't go to him enough. Me and uh, Jake Crane from the J-Boy show, I put it on. I tweeted on his uh, on his uh, tweet. 
today during half. Sometimes you just got to feed number 10. And you saw it early in the second half. You start getting Jabari the ball. Bang. Shots start falling. Other opportunities start falling for other players. It's not hard. It's really not hard to fix offensive struggles for Auburn. You give the ball to 10. He's the best player in college basketball. Period. Period. Man. It was a tough one. Tough one. Tough loss on the road. Hadn't hadn't won in Gainesville since 96. It's about like not winning in Baton Rouge in football since 99. But, uh, oh, yeah, Harson got that done, by the way. You know, so Harson can't recruit either, but, you know, go check your on three sites and your two, four, seven sites. And, uh, looks like Harson's doing a pretty good, a pretty damn good job there. So, you know, but Hey, keep down on the guy, keep down on coach Harson. Um, so I just wanted to throw that little jab in there and, and, oh yeah, the team went paintballing today. All right. Auburn football. I, I forgot about that. I want to throw that in there. I hope you checked your social media pages. Uh, Auburn football when, uh, you know, the team that hates their coach and he doesn't get along with his players and, uh, you know, he, he talks down to them and uh, he's an asshole and he just doesn't know how to communicate from being up north to down south kids and, and like Booger McFarlane um, saying his trash comments on the Fine Mom show. Um I, I, get out of here with it. Get out. Get out. We don't like it. All right. Don't bring it in here. Harson taking the taking the kids paintball. That's right. They're kids. All right. They're still kids. I think people uh, uh, get lost in that sometimes. They're not adults. All right. They're still children. They're they're kids. Okay. He's uh he's you know teaching them to be better men in life later down the road, you know, when they leave Auburn with a degree or whatever, uh, if they go to the draft early, whatever, um, five years, 10 years down the road, hopefully what coach Harson did for them, they remember it and they become better men down the road. Uh, just wanted to throw that in there real quick for, uh, maybe, you know, some of you guys who didn't see that, uh, on social media today and, and coach Harson spending some quality time with his players. So, um, shout out to Coach Harson on this podcast. We love you, man. Um, we're rooting for you. And everything that Auburn University did to you is complete bullshit. And I said what I said. And uh, so, keep killing it, man. Uh, Eric Keesaw got promoted to offensive coordinator. And now we just need to hire Trevon Reed as the wide receivers coach and lock our best recruiter down on staff with Zach Etheridge coming back on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so glad he didn't go to Georgia. Just uh, I, I really like where Auburn's trending in football right now. I know a lot of people aren't with me, but you don't have to be with me. I don't really care, honestly. I'm just telling you that I think things are looking better than what everybody else is believing across the country and what the media is spewing out about Auburn right now. Get the quarterback situation fixed. Get it figured out. And I'm telling you, Auburn's defense will be there next year. They're going to be good. And don't listen to the seventh place in the West bullshit. Um, Because, hey, I tell you what, what were we predicted in 2013 to finish in the West? What, sixth, seventh, something like that? Yeah. Um, So, you know, is what it is. You can listen to it. I'm not listening to it. So, 
Now, <laughs> I, I gave the Auburn softball team the shout-out to open up the show. Uh, ladies, keep doing your thing. Rock out. Uh, we're, we're all rooting for you. And uh, keep showing out early in the year. Uh, moving on to Auburn baseball. Man, Auburn baseball opened up the season yesterday um, with a loss to Oklahoma, three to nothing. Look, early in the season, the bats usually don't wake up. Arms are already uh, in stride. The bats wake up later, a um, couple weeks into the season. They gotta, they gotta get their footing, and uh, and Auburn has looked really good pitching. I mean. They made a, a mistake in the seventh inning against Oklahoma yesterday. Oklahoma shortstop um, got a ball over the plate, caught too much of the plate, and he hit it in the cheap seats. And Auburn lost three to nothing. They gave up a run in the eighth, I believe. And, uh, you know, hey, Sonny share stroked yesterday against Oklahoma. He was two for four and had two doubles. Uh, really big pickup, the transfer from Sanford. And, guys, I'm telling you, Auburn's pitching staff, I I said it the other night when I kind of went over, you know, this weekend and what they were getting into is there was question marks, but there's talent on the Auburn team. There's young talent, and there's pitching. There's arms, all right? It's a deep bullpen, and Auburn's throwing guys out there that are pretty good. Um, Joseph Gonzalez, five – Five innings today, scoreless ball, gave up three hits, had five Ks, and and Auburn baseball beat number twelve Texas Tech two to one today in Arlington, Texas. Jace Jung, the second baseman from Texas Tech, the best offensive hitter in the NCAA last year, hit like three thirty seven at the plate for Texas Tech, um, and Texas Tech has high hopes this year. All right. A lot of uh, postseason predictions have them, you know, in a super regional and and possibly Omaha. So uh, Auburn knocks them off two to one. And, I mean, you got to be excited as an Auburn baseball fan. You know, did you see them winning this game? Because I didn't see them winning this game. I thought Texas Tech, I thought they they were going to get to Auburn early. Uh, with the sticks, and and they're one of the best offensive teams in the country. And this Auburn pitching staff absolutely shut them down. Uh, Auburn had some help. Um, you know, t- t- I, I, I top third, Texas Tech. They had runners on first and second. And uh, Bryson Ware hoses the guy at the plate with two outs to get out of the end. Dude ripped a single in the 5-6, and uh, Bryson Ware comes up and absolutely hoses him at the plate. Uh, for the outfield assist, put it on the money. It just – it was a hell of a baseball play. I hope you I hope you can go to Twitter and catch the highlight. It was uh, it was really something special. And them charging $29 on Flow Baseball to watch these games is absolutely ridiculous. I wanted to throw that out there. But Auburn uh, got on the board early. They took an early lead with Bryson Wary walked. Then he stole second. And uh, Cole Foster drove him in with a single to right. Uh, they took a one nothing lead, and uh, I think that was in the bottom of the second, or might have been bottom of the first, but I believe it was bottom of the second. And then uh, Auburn come out top three, and uh, Bryson Ware with the assist from the outfield uh, to keep it a one nothing lead. And then bottom of the fourth, 
Um, it was back-to-back walks to Sonny Deshera and Ryan Dial, and Kaysen Howell comes up uh, after a pass ball to move the runners up. Kaysen Howell comes up and hits a deep fly ball to right field to score Deshera from third, and Ryan Dow got hosed at the plate on a ground ball to the infield, trying to extend the lead. Got hosed at the plate. Uh, Auburn went up two to, um, excuse me, two to nothing. And um, Texas Tech added a run late. And um, Blake Burhalter, ovation, Blake Burhalter, uh, coming in as the closer for Auburn. And uh, Coach Thompson gave him a uh, gave him a. a an eighth inning showing said, Hey, we need you to go shut down their three, four and five hitters uh, to win this game in the eighth inning. And, and Blake Burhalter come in and, and absolutely close the door. And uh, like I said, man, there was question marks, but Auburn has the pitch in this year. They're deep. Uh, they have, they have a lot of arms in that bullpen and uh, with a talented sec conference, you know, it's going to go a long way with the arms in the bullpen and, and having that depth in pitching. So Auburn threw a lot of guys in these first two games, and and uh, you know they play Auburn. To, uh, excuse me, Auburn plays Kansas State in the morning at uh, ten thirty a.m. Trace Bright's supposedly going to get the start, and uh, hey, coming away two and one on the weekend would be huge. So hopefully Auburn baseball can get a uh, get a big win tomorrow early in the morning out in Dallas, Texas, Arlington, Texas, and. Uh, and, yeah, heck of a weekend for them. So, congrats to Auburn baseball on a big win, a uh, big upset today. And, yeah, exciting exciting stuff for Auburn baseball. So, guys, hey, I just want to uh, appreciate you guys for listening and tuning in tonight. Some great recaps, and I'm glad I got to share them with you. And uh, I appreciate you all tuning in. But till next time, I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm out.